And that's kind of what it is. If, if you can go too far, which you can with most things, if you go too far on the end of a positivity growth mindset, you can lose the ability to say, you know what, but I'm actually not interested in improving at that. And I do think schoolwork is a great example because I do still expect my children to give their best effort. And I did even when they were, you know, in grade school and all of that to do the best for what they were capable of. But it doesn't mean you have to like everything that comes your way, right? And I think the same is true for us as parents. Welcome to Raising Adults, the groundbreaking parenting podcast that starts with the end in mind. We're your co-hosts, Dina Thayer and Kira Dorian. We created future-focused parenting to take families from surviving to thriving. So join us as we help you stop raising kids and start raising adults. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Raising Adults. We are so excited to have you here. Thank you to our amazing FFPs, our listeners, our future-focused parents. And if you are new to our show, we want to give an extra special welcome to you. Thank you for joining us. We hope you like what you find here. We, uh, We talk a lot. We laugh a lot. And we use a lot of acronyms, and I take us on a lot of rabbit trails. So, you know, you're in for a good time. Uh, we are back in our respective spaces. I'm in my laundry room. Dina's in her coat closet. Um, and we just had a break last week. You guys didn't have a break. We made sure that you had a brand new episode, but we took a little break. How was your quote <laughs> week off, Dina? <laughs> quote. I like it. In quotes, week off. Yeah, because you totally didn't have a week off. No, I was not, away not so much. Did everything. Not so much. <laughs> uh, I, would, I would venture to guess your quote week off was better and maybe didn't need quotes around it. (laughs) (laughs) This is why it's wonderful to have a business partner because we can do this for each other, right? Or one of us can take a little time off and the other one can cover. So thank you for giving me an actual unquoted week off. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you did the same for me in April. So I I was happy to reciprocate. So how, how have you been? How was your week? You know, it was good. As I'm rounding out May, I have to say my May resolution was mostly a success. I Oh, good. Your mouth I, is all cleaned up, is Yeah. It? <laughs> you know, I, I wrote down every time I slipped. And here's what's so interesting is more, it was only a handful of times, but the ratio was definitely tipped in the favor of it's when I'm quoting someone else. And like me? actually, <laughs> yes, like we were just right. I was going to say before we recorded, you just said something hilarious and I wanted to repeat it. But I was like, oh, no, I won't. So it's it's funny. It tends to be when I'm retelling a story or like, remember when you said this? And then I'm like, oh, oops. <laughs> so it was it was mostly OK. I feel like I've made a lot of progress and now I need to learn that I don't always have to repeat funny things other people say. Mm. And as I go into June, it'll be quite different. So I'm, here's what I'm doing. You guys hear a lot about Scott. I mean, I'm telling you, he has shown up in multiple monthly resolutions, but I feel like we have hit a stride. I don't know, Kira, how it is with you and Dave. You know, there's just those seasons that are quite sweet and Mm -hmm. we've just hit a great spot. And for me, being kind of a person who is all about personal development and growth and continued you know, evolving as a person, I'm like, okay, then how can I make it even better? So here's what I've picked for this month. And it kind of came from an episode we did a long time ago 
with Nancy, the therapist. Yeah. And she was talking about when you're communicating with your partner, how you should be asking yourself, what are they telling me about themselves? Mm -hmm. Even if what they're saying is about me, what am I learning about them? And so I kind of dug into that question. I was thinking, you know, what is Scott telling me about himself? If we maybe hit a rough spot or have a little disagreement, you know, what can I learn about him with what he's telling me right now, even if what he's saying is about me? So I really want to unpack that in June. And the two ways I've decided to do it are not things I'm special at. They are not specialties of mine, I should say. One is slowing down. Mm-hmm. I tend to, once I'm in a conversation, I'm like off to the races and I'm making my little assumptions and I'm like, I know how this is going to turn out. and I, I can just go down a trail. So the first thing I want to do is slow down in conversations with him, which leaves room for the second thing, which is I want to work on asking for facts or asking for more information mm-hmm. before you know I assume what he means, if that makes sense, or assume yeah. where the conversation is headed. So that's what I'm going to be working on in June. And oh, I'm actually clarifying really questions. Clarifying questions. <laughs> Those are yes. big in our house. There's a lot of gritted teeth going, can I ask a clarifying question? <laughs> That might be what it's like for me because I think even that slowing down to make space to ask the question will be a challenge for me. Yeah, definitely. Oh, that's great. I love that. And hey, you know, I'm I'm glad I was away for a week. I'm sure that helped clean up your mouth, <laughs> like not being around me because, boy, I hit the ground running with my F-bombs this morning, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> so there we are. Well, I'm excited to talk about our topic today because I think it's something that a lot of parents experience and that we all kind of struggle with this comparison and looking at other people and feeling like they do it all and they have it all and they offer their children everything and there's a craft every day and the sandwiches look like sheep and, you know, all the things and how easy it is for us to feel like we're failing because of that. And really, how do we own what we suck at? <laughs> and go, you know what? I kind of suck at that and and look for maybe other ways for our kids to have those needs met or lovingly say, I'm sorry, I can't meet that need <laughs> and really lean into the things that we know we're really good at and be mm. proud of what we bring to the table. And that is that's a tall order. So I'm I'm looking forward to to chatting today. Yeah. It's universal. I think even even the people who look like they do it all and have it all together, we have to remember that they probably have an area where they're like, oh, I'm the worst at this. Yeah, definitely. And I also think, I mean, just to, I'm going to hop on my soapbox for a moment here, but I think that women are really in particular, because I'm sure dads experience this too, but I think women in particular are really fed this idea like you can have it all. And I got to be honest, FFPs, I am not personally convinced that that's true. I think that's a load of bull. I think that we can't have it all. Something suffers. And how do we actually go, you know what? That's okay. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. I don't have to be perfect at all of this. And coming back to what you and I talk about, where's the priority? What's the why? What are the things that really matter? How do I let go of the rest? So super important. So tell, tell everyone your why on this topic. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 like when you say, I don't have a why, I have a why. <laughs> this one is more like I have a, well, <laughs> because, I mean, obviously, I care about working toward leaning into my strengths and embracing my weaknesses while not drowning in them. 
But I don't know if I'm being real. I don't know that this is an area of my parenting that I feel like is super part of my future focused paradigm. And I was like, from the start, I will embrace my flaws. And I just, I just don't. I think this is something that sort of you live into it Mm -hmm. for lack of a better phrase. You, as you live, you go, okay. I'm going to enjoy the things that I'm great at in my parenting. I'm going to really lean into those. And then I'm going to understand that the areas where I'm not strong, maybe there are some ways to deal with that. In my case, it was mostly outsourcing, (laughs) which I will talk about soon. So I'm just being real that this wasn't like, oh, I have this big future-focused paradigm why around, hey, there's things I really stink at. So, but that's real. I lived into it. I think I'm better at it now. I, you know, I don't think I was great at it in the beginning. I think I had a lot of guilt about where I was at, especially during those single mom years. It was like, oh, there's no way that, that you yeah. can also have a craft every day and a sandwich shaped like a dinosaur. It's like, you know what? I fed you. You still live. <laughs> you are clothed. And I got you to school on time and myself to work. It's a win. Yeah, you still live. That's my favorite. <laughs> I have kept my humans alive another day. There were like days a, like that. Oh, no, I, I totally, I just like the way you phrased it. Not like you're alive, like you still live. <laughs> you still I love it. No, I think I think you're right. And I think so many people feel that way. So much guilt, so much shame, so much comparison. Like, what's that great quote you brought? I'm sure you used it once. Comparison is the thief of all joy. Yes. You know, it, it's so true. Like, uh, yeah. Anyway, my why, I have a two-part why. The first one, I have said this on the show before. I will say it again. My children are the center of my heart, but not the center of my universe. And I actually felt like this was a, a really good way to show them that. Like, I love you so much and I want everything for you, but I'm not going to twist myself into a pretzel to not be who I am because I think you need this, that, or the other. Like, I'm not going to do that. And that kind of leads to my second one, which is my second why is I also thought it was really good modeling to show them, you know what? (laughs) It's okay to not be good at everything Mm -hmm. and really own that because I think kids, especially right now, And I'm looking forward to talking about this on our season finale episode where we're going to talk about like what we learned this year during COVID and during this season. For me, a big learning this year was around like what kids are fed. You know, you need to be doing this and you need to be doing that and you need to be getting these test scores and you need to be doing these activities. And I think that they're really fed a little bit of a subtext that you need to be good at everything. And even if you're not good at things, you need to be trying to be good at that thing. And I don't know that I agree with that. I think that I, I feel like there's something really powerful of, about saying, you know, I don't really love that or I'm not really great at that. And, and I'm actually OK with that. <laughs> you know, like yes. I'm not going to try and be amazing at that. I don't even like it enough to want to try and be good at it. But what I'm really good at over here, I want to put my time and energy into that. So I thought, you know, even from a very young age, this is important modeling for them to see me own. Yeah, I'm terrible at that. I'm dreadful at that. I'm okay with mm. it though. I don't need to be perfect at that. I have no issue. And I, and I see it now even sometimes they play off of that a little bit and and it's been very positive for them to to watch me go, 
Oh, yeah. No, I, I'm really not fond of camping. Like, I really, I'm not good at it. I don't like it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to go camping, I will happily find someone. I'll outsource, like you said, right? Yes. But I don't, I just, I'm going to have a terrible time and then I'm going to make you miserable because I'm having a terrible time. I'd much rather you go and have a great time with somebody yep. else. So, yeah, that that piece of of owning what you're not good at and not being afraid to say, actually, I struggle with that and I'm okay with it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, I thought was important. Yeah, and I, I think you bring up a an interesting point too about the modeling. I love your two part why, and the modeling of it's okay to not be great at everything. I think where this has gotten challenging more recently is in the popularity of kind of this buzzword of growth mindset. Yeah, I agree. Where it's like, well, I'm not good at that yet, and I can always improve. And I think there's a lot of positivity. I mean, we even did a whole episode on growth mindset, and there's a lot to be said for the benefits of that kind of thinking. At the same time, I do think we have to be careful that we aren't modeling that I can become amazing at everything I put my hand to. Right. Because that isn't accurate either. So I, I'm appreciative that you brought up that modeling piece because I think right now in the climate of all this like growth mindset and positivity and putting yet at the end of everything, it can be really tempting to think, oh, I should never own that. Oh, that's an area I, it's not a strength for me. And yeah, I think or that I don't want to get better at it. Right. Because that's like, that's really valid. I don't it particularly is. want to learn to love camping. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm just fine in a hotel room with a bathroom. Like, really. You know what I mean? So I I, like the power of that to really like say, this is who I am. Like we want our kids to explore. We want them to have a growth mindset. Yes. But then I actually think you're right. Part of that is going, "Mm, I don't even want to put time and energy into that. I want to use my growth mindset for the things I enjoy and that I'm excited about and that, you know. And obviously with school, there's some things they need to learn and they need to stick out. And that's really important. I'm not saying you should say to your kid, oh, you don't like math? Great. Let's throw in the towel. But I do think it's okay. This is so controversial. I'm going to get so much hate mail for this. But I actually think it's okay for kids to be like, I really don't like math. So I'm going to just do my best. But I am not looking to be really great at math. Like that's what's wrong with that. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I say that all the time. I'm dreadful yeah, at that. I, I, I'm not sure you'll get hate mail for that. And it and it is kind of this little piece is kind of the perfect segue into my first kind of practical piece. And that was, I was going to say, there's no need to put a square peg into a round hole. Right. And that's kind of what it is. If, if you can go too far, which you can with most things, if you go too far on the end of a positive, a positivity growth mindset, you can lose the ability to say, you know what, but I'm actually not interested in improving at that. And I do think schoolwork is a great example because I do still expect my children to give their best effort. And I did Mm -hmm. even when they were, you know, in grade school and all of that to do the best for what they were capable of. But it doesn't mean you have to like everything that comes your way. Right. And I think the same is true for us as parents. That you nailed it. It's the best that you're capable of and not being afraid to own. Like, And that's what we as parents need to do. I mean, that is the quote from this episode is doing the best you're capable of mm-hmm. and, and saying it's okay if actually my best that I'm capable of with crafts, because this is I'm talking about myself, you know, I do a craft twice a year. <laughs> that is what I'm capable of. <laughs> 
You know what I mean? Yes. So that's okay, like to not be afraid to own that. But you're exactly right. And when we're teaching that diligence and we're teaching that tenacity that both of us value, it's about teaching that within honoring and and not being afraid to own your own capabilities or slight slash interest level, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nope, I totally agree. Prisma, a totally new way to go to school. Do your kids look forward to going to school? Do they complain about being bored in class? Prisma is an online alternative to traditional school for fourth to eighth graders. Prisma knows that most of today's kids will end up working jobs that don't even exist yet. So they focus on developing 21st century skills like creativity, critical thinking, and collaboration, rather than having kids memorize facts and take standardized tests. Prisma offers a flexible curriculum that adapts to every child's interests interest and learning speed, which means your child learns what they're curious about, is never left behind, and gets the attention they deserve from Prisma's expert coaches. Prisma is an innovative online school for fourth to eighth graders that gives them the flexibility to be their best selves while developing the skills they need for a successful future. Admissions for fall 2021 are now live and filling fast. Go to joinprisma.com to schedule a call or learn more. That was that was exactly it. I mean, that's kind of a practical takeaway is that I think even as parents, it's okay to not put the square peg into a round hole. Maybe you aren't the fancy sandwich shape person. Maybe you maybe it's a different thing. Maybe you aren't great at helping your kids with their homework and it needs to be okay that you hire a tutor. Mm -hmm. I mean, I just think we can try sometimes too hard to be all things to all people and we will just burn ourselves out. And it's not helpful. It's not. And then we're not really being our our best selves. And again, we're modeling for our kids when they become parents. Hey, you're supposed to turn yourself into a pretzel. Mm, Mm -hmm. I don't know that I want my kids to learn that. You know, I want them to see that mom was healthy and mentally well and took time for herself and knew her knew her limitations. And yes, they see me challenge myself all the time in areas that I wish to challenge myself in. Yes. But yeah. So I love that. Don't don't put a square peg in a round hole. (laughs) Do the best that you're capable of. Okay. That's it. (laughs) And then, and then for the rest, outsource. I'm coming to my outsource point. There are, I'm telling you, the resources abound. And now we can start using them again as we reemerge. I, I will tell you, crafts was one of mine too, but for different reasons. I'm not, I'm not artistic anyway. I don't really lean that way, but I also just really couldn't cope with the mess. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, me too. It, That's it why just, I don't do that. Yeah, it just didn't work with my OCD. Like, I'm, I can't have glitter everywhere. What are you talking about? I can't be walking into a pile of paste on accident. I can't. <laughs> so we found, I don't, I, I don't even know. I mean, we had little art classes around us, even like at Gymboree. They used to have like play, music, art, all the things. And even for toddlers, it was amazing. I got to take my tiny people somewhere else and they made the mess somewhere else. But Mm -hmm. I still got the cute craft to hang on my fridge. It was such a (laughs) win-win. Well, and I think even if you can't afford to pay for classes or tutors or whatever the thing is, I do a lot of parent swapping. Oh, you know, that's I have great. some skills, right? Mm-hmm. And this is the thing is like, look at what do you bring to the table that you can offer to give to a family? Like, for example, I do a lot of like swapping around like voiceover stuff and theater stuff mm-hmm. and like kids who are interested in singing lessons and that kind of stuff. I can do that all day long. And that's not a skill that a lot of people have. So I can swap that for crafty time at someone yes. else's house, you know, yep. and and finding like a, a tribe of people that 
you're all kind of bringing something special to the table allows you to feel really empowered about what you're good at. Even if just what you're good at is I will provide the snacks. Like there's nothing wrong with that. Truly. Right. No. No. And I think it doesn't even have to be apples to apples. Like it doesn't even necessarily have to be uh, you're providing crafts for my grade schoolers and I'm doing something for your grade schoolers. Like a lot of times what I did is I would do sign language for Mm. their new baby. I will help you learn how to introduce your baby to ASL if you will take my children for that messy thing over there. (laughs) So it, I mean, I think it's good for parents to kind of think outside the box. What's a skill you have? I mean, you can do all kinds of fun bartering and trading and usually find someone else who maybe is willing, able, capable, and interested in some of the things that maybe you're not. Yep. Absolutely. Do you have another point or shall I jump to my thoughts? Go to your thoughts. My thoughts. I mean, I share your first two, a thousand percent. Those were my sort of initial thoughts as well. And then the last thing I would say, and this might have been another point of yours too, is to really take a moment to stop and figure out what do you do well? Because all of us do something really well in our parenting, at least one thing, if not multiple things. And when you are able to sink into that, own it, love it, enjoy it, pat yourself on the back. You know, like I am really good at heart to hearts with my kids. I excel at heart to hearts, right? Mm. (laughs) And so when I have an opportunity to do that and I walk away feeling like, wow, that went really well. I was a super mom in that conversation. I bank that. I bank that so that when I don't have it in me to make a sheep sandwich, Although props to moms who make sheep sandwiches, like no shade, that's amazing. You know, when they when they get the ham sandwich with apple slices for the a hundredth time, I'm <laughs> holding on to, but we had that amazing heart to heart last night and I really knew how to handle that situation and mm-hmm. I'm proud of that. So they are getting from me. They're getting good things from me. I am imparting to them parts of me that I'm proud of, parts of me that are beautiful. So don't don't lose sight of that. Don't just focus on what you suck at and what you need to let go of. Don't be afraid to like really own and pat yourself on the back for what you do well, because I guarantee you you're doing many things very, very well. And we all need to hear that. Because mm-hmm. if there's any area of life where we're most prone to that kind of insecurity and imposter syndrome, it's probably parenting. I mean, we all have had moments, if not whole days, where we're like, wow, yeah, that was hot garbage today. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so I, I think that's happened to everybody. So yeah. I love that because it's kind. it kind of reminds me of the happiness episode where you're like, you got to notice the things that bring you that joy. Exactly. And this is really similar. You got to notice, oh, wow, you know what though? I'm killing it over here. We have to do that. Or it's easy to just think about all the areas that are a struggle. Well, and I think part of the the real truth of all of this, and it's it's not a bad truth, it's just not helpful, is that our children deserve perfection. They do. They're beautiful little you know, brand new beings. They deserve the best of us all the, all day, every day. But the reality is that's just not going to happen because we're humans, right? Mm -hmm. And so holding, as we talk about all the time, in both hands, I want them to have perfection for me because they actually are deserving of that. And in the same breath saying, they're never going to get that from me. (laughs) And that has to be okay, you know? And I think, you know, for me in the back of my head, and I think I've mentioned my mom used to say this, like, I'm just going to pay for the therapy later. Like I am prepared for whatever they're going to bring to the therapist later down the line that I did wrong. That's cool. Please just find someone to talk to about that. (laughs) 
um, you know, and 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 letting go and 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 honoring that yes, they deserve the best of us, but realistically, they just aren't going to get that every time. And that the best of us doesn't mean that we're the best at everything. True. Truth bomb from Kira. <laughs> Look at me, no rabbit trails today. Hey, that was super impressive. So what do you say we close with just some real talk, like maybe just two or three three things where we're like, yeah, I stink at that. Okay. I love it. I love it. What do you suck at? Okay. I do not cope well with messes, which I've already said, but I mean, I really don't cope well with messes. It, It just, yeah, I don't have patience for that. And I will say I have all olders now, and we've recently had a boomerang child who is living with us again after having moved out and it is right back to, oh my goodness, who taught you to load a dishwasher? You know, I just, (laughs) so I'm not good at that. I am not good at having my sleep disrupted. So Mm. I am, as I've told you on the show, listeners, I'm very much into the posture of yes. So if I have a young adult child come in my room and I'm already in bed, I'm going to stay awake for the talk. But in my mind, I'm like, ah, my, my time of sleep. Okay. When is my alarm going off? It's getting shorter. It's shorter. And I'm not good at it. It's, it's, it's stressful for me. This literally happened to me last night. I had, I had a guest who was a welcome guest, but stayed for two hours and my early bedtime turned into not even close to early bedtime. So I'm not good at that. And then third, this is one I'll admit I'm not interested in getting better. So thank you for bringing up this all important category, Kira. (laughs) I am actually quite a capable cook, but I Mm. do not like it. And so we don't very often have these amazing, extravagant family dinners. I mean, for one thing, we're hardly ever all together at dinner time anymore anyway. But even when we are, it's a lot of like, okay, a lot of bargaining. I do a lot of like, Scott, if you make the meat, I'll do the side dishes because I hate touching raw meat. It's also another quirk of mine. So we do a lot of like, I hate that piecemeal, you know? (laughs) We are one person sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. We have a lot of similarities. So those are just a couple where I'm just like, I can admit it. I'm not great. I love that. We're very similar. Mine are very similar. So I stink at crafting. Like personally, just bad at it. Like my crafts always look a mess. Great example. <laughs> I saw this amazing like Christmas wreath made out of um, those peppermint things mm-hmm. and you like tie them on. And it said um, craft time, 45 to 60 minutes. It took me four days <laughs> oh! <laughs> and it was awful. I mean, like it was really bad. I should see if I have a picture. I can pop it up oh. on social media. It was, oh, that would be amazing. And I hung it for years because I was like, look, it took me four days to make this thing. It's going it up. up. So I am personally bad at it. And I also, I don't like messes. So, you know, mommy, can I paint? Absolutely not. You may not paint. Um, (laughs) Terrible at crafting. I am really terrible with food. I'm like you. I'm fine at cooking, but I really don't like it. And so I just get into my little groove and, you know, I have chicken nugget kids. Why? Because I did that. Laziness, my fault Mm. entirely. Um, So I stink at that. I'm also like you, middle of the night. Like my kids comment on it. They're like, I didn't want to wake you because I knew a nice person in the middle of the night. (laughs) And I mean, I can apologize profusely and tell them how much I love them. And there we are. Um, In fact, one time when Rio was sick, she woke me in the night because she was sick. And I took really good care of her. And she was like, Mommy, you are nice in the middle of the night. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Um, 
So terrible in the middle of the night. And then in the category of things I just don't care about getting better at, I I love being outdoors, but I'm not like an outdoorsy person. Like I like a walk on pavement, Um, Mm -hmm. not a hiker, not a camper, not a gardener. You know, like both my neighbors are like these amazing gardeners. The kids are out there like planting food and then reaping the benefits of their crop and they eat it at the table. And (laughs) my kids are like... How did that happen? I have no idea how that works because we don't do any of that. And I just don't care. I'm not interested. Let them be gardeners when they're older. They can go camping with their friends. Um, sorry. Like I just I really don't have I don't have it in me to get to get good at that. Um, this so- is so funny because that is the same for me too. In fact, we took a very scenic drive just the other day, Scott and I. It's a famous area in Washington called Chuckanut Drive. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And literally, there were a few times where Scott, like, pulled over so we could see the view better. He's like, would you like to get out? I'm like, I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) Even something like that. I'm like, I can see it through the car window. I don't need to go climb a rock wall. That just cracks me up. And then the thing about your kids, like how it's notorious, they even know you're not great. Yeah. Uh, Sienna has told me that since moving away to college, she will look at what time it is to decide who to call. And she's like, if it's after about 830, I just call dad. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, at least they know we got to know because I've actually said to my kids, like the reason they comment on it is I have said in a waking hour, like, hey, guys, I just need you to know anything I say in the middle of the night. I don't mean (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's it's all a farce. Oh my gosh! I mean, Dave, poor Dave. Like you know, some of the things that have been said to him in the night. Ooh, um, you know, not good, not good. So not my best, not my best self. But I do want to say, and maybe you have one of these too, and then we can finish up. But I want to give an example of an area, a thing I'm not good at, where I do push myself mm-hmm. because I have the bandwidth to do it. I am interested in getting better, and I think it's really important for my kids. And so. I have decided to have a growth mindset in this area. I'm not great with chaos in my house. Chaos really stresses me out. And so having like lots of kids in the house is very overwhelming for me. And so obviously pre-COVID and hopefully post-COVID, I still had playdates at my house and I still had kids over, even though it was always like me just like gritting my teeth and holding my breath because it's really important for them. And that's an area where I felt like I had the bandwidth to stretch myself and to grow. So I'm not just ignoring stuff. There are things that I am stretching myself for. Oh, that's really great. I think similar for me uh, is that I don't feel hospitality is one of my gifts. So just having people over in general, not even just kids, I just, I don't have that natural, oh, let me take your coat. Can I get you a drink? I, you know, it just, (laughs) I I don't know. I I have to work at that. Mm -hmm. And my husband is amazing at it. And so I've gotten better probably partly because of him. So he can have some credit there, but like we actually host things and I would have probably never chosen to do that. Not only before being a parent, but before being married to him, it was like, I wanted to keep the gathering small. And I, you know, just the people I know who will stay tidy, you know? And so that's, (laughs) that's really interesting because I'm not great at it even with, with big people, Mm -hmm. but I've gotten better. And I, and I do try to get better on purpose. And he's great. Like he'll ask, should we maybe like try to find a place we could rent out? I mean, this was again, pre-pandemic, but, Mm -hmm. and I've gotten better at saying, you know what? It'd be really good for me. Let's have it here. Hmm. So I, I can say that's similar for me. And then the other one is asking my kids for what they need from me in a situation where I maybe when they're younger would just assume I knew what they needed. 
So I've gotten a lot better at saying, okay, you have a big decision in front of you. How can I support you? Instead of like, well, you know, here's what I would do, <laughs> mm-hmm, <laughs> which mm-hmm. is very easy for me because I have ideas and opinions as our audience might know. Mm-hmm. So I think that's another one where I've on really intentionally and on purpose tried to tried to get better at, okay, can I take a step back and, and see what, what they think would be beneficial in terms of my input, my support resources yeah. from me. I love it. Instead of just kind of barging in. I love it. Hey, and I don't have a quote today, but can I share just a fun word? Oh, yeah. Okay. So I found I found this before we were recording, and I just wanted to share it. So all you parents out there, you are flossom. And this is a word that I think is made up, but I love it. It's an adjective, which is an individual who embraces their flaws and knows they're awesome regardless. So I just want to say, FFPs, you're flossom. <laughs> well, listeners, FFPs are beautiful future-focused parents. I hope this has been helpful. I hope you can figure out like what is your outdoors that Dina and I share that you're like, meh, I don't care. And what is the thing that you're like, actually, I do care. I need to have a growth mindset in that area. And how do we model that then for our kids? Like, see, I'm picking this thing over here because that really matters to me. Yeah. And this thing over here, I'm actually okay letting that go. I don't really think I need to focus on that. I just that's okay with me. So thinking about that as you move forward in your parenting journey, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you to our amazing listeners. We're so happy you're here. If you haven't yet followed us on social media, we are at Future Focused Parenting with an ED on both Instagram and Facebook. And you can always find out more about us and check out things like membership by going to futurefocusedparenting.com. Thanks so much for being with us. And we look forward to having another episode for you next week. Raising Adults is produced by Kira Dorian and Dina Thayer and recorded partially in my laundry room and partially in Dina's coat closet. Music by Seattle band Hannah Lee. Editing by the amazing Allison Preisinger. Thanks for listening.